revamping and redefining the way we look at our careers. This is Career Revamp, where we discuss all things careers and how to have the career you always dreamed of. Helping you go from settling to soaring and planning your career on your own terms. Now, here's the host of the show, Alicia Perkins. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Career Revamp. I'm your podcast host, Alicia Perkins, and I help high-performing leaders in corporate increase their income, impact, and influence. I'm so glad you guys decided to tune in this week. I'm pretty sure when you guys saw the name of this episode, you ran in (laughs) to hear what I was going to be sharing with you guys, because I know a lot of people out there, you know, you got to deal with a uh, difficult one. (laughs) So I do believe this episode is going to allow you guys to really get a little bit more encouragement and to know that just because you, you know, work under a boss that may be a little difficult, there are still ways that you are able to still thrive, you know, because I, you know, I share with you guys all the time that when you work for somebody, you can only control so many things. And I know having to work in environments with so many different personalities, like that is a thing. Like I really feel like, you know, 80% of your career is you having to just develop people skills and how to deal with the people that you work with, especially the, the ones that you have to work underneath. And that can really be a challenge. You know, I've had some great bosses and I've had some ones that wasn't so great, but you know, I had to really teach my how to really didn't matter what role I was in to really be able to milk whatever I can out of the job I had because it was always a goal for me to always leave better than how I was when I started and it doesn't matter what that better looked like it could be skills it could mean more pay it could be anything but you know there are some times when you have to work with people that the, the environment is really toxic if you guys have not checked out that podcast episode I did I think last month or so when I talked about is your workplace really toxic or is it just you because <laughs> you know I feel like people do tend to throw the word around a little bit too much but there are some times we have to be in environments where it really is hard to thrive so you know for one thing this episode is not an episode for you to say to just ignore you know if you are in an environment that's like that but it's just more of a an episode for you if you're working under a difficult boss how you're really able to still thrive there was a survey by the society of the human resource management churn it began to say that they found that 83 percent of their employees have had to deal with a difficult boss at some point in their career friend 83 percent that means we all out here <laughs> had to deal with a difficult boss so we're going to go ahead and explore some strategies on how you really navigate that but we also will start to really talk about the root causes of a bad boss behavior how you're really able to build a strong support system And also how you're able to really get the key skills you need to navigate organizational politics, which is huge. So first, let's really talk about, you know, understanding the root causes of what a bad boss is and what causes a boss to be considered bad or or to be considered difficult. Again, this is not just a one-sided thing. This is just me sharing some of the reasons why you may be having to experience that, right? For one, you know, when you're talking about a boss, first of all, you do need to realize it doesn't matter how much you don't really care to work with them, they are still a human being. 
right? They, they still have a life. They still have struggles. They still have things maybe in their home that they're even having to experience. And so when you're talking about, you know, the root cause of why they act the way that they do, it really can be due to like, you know, they could be, like I said before, even experiencing things in their home and not really knowing how to deal with stress at home and not really knowing how to show up at work and still do the job that they were hired to do and still be a good support for the team. Another thing is a lot of them just lack, and I really think this is like the number one reason, a lot of them really do just lack leadership skills because you know, what tends to happen is that people are moved up, right? And they are moved up based upon their expertise, based upon how good they are in a skill set, but they were never really trained on how to be an actual leader because you can have a really great skill set, but if you were never trained how to deal with people, that means nothing, <laughs> you know? And so people are moved up into lead roles without being trained on how to be a good leader. So people just lack basic leadership skills. So I think this is like the number one reason why people end up, you know, having to experience a bad boss. It's because that boss of yours was never trained on how to support you. They were never trained on how to actually communicate with you, which, you know, in the flip side turns into them being sometimes Sometimes bullies, it turns into them micromanaging you and not being able to give you the support that they need because they were never really shown how to do that. And that's why even when you look at basic people skills, y'all, this is not something that falls out of the air. You have to really develop yourself to get people skills. And I really feel like the last three years with COVID and folks being in the house, we've lost a lot of the basic soft skills that we need. People don't even know how to talk to each other anymore. People just, they don't even know how to express their emotions. And I really feel like it has a lot to do with what we've been through in the last three years with us literally having to be alone or or having to not deal with people face to face. And so you know, when you talk about you having a bad boss, you got to really look at these things. Also, a lot of them are burnt out just as you are burnt out. It doesn't matter how nice you are, how great you are. When you are burnt out, when you are not able to get the rest that you need and when you are not able to be in an, an environment that gives you the support that you need, you, you cannot perform at the level that you should be, right? And so if you feel exhausted and overwhelmed, you know, your boss also feels the same way. And so that's why I tell people, you know, you got to be able to give grace sometimes to people because if you feel like the environment that you are in is stressful, sometimes it's stressful for them too. Now, this is not a pass for them because <laughs> I do believe that when you are called into an actual leadership role, you are held at a little bit of a higher standard than other people, right? Because you have been set up to be that example. You have been set up to, you know, not only share what that standard is for that workplace, but you as well should also be the example for it. So this is not a pass, right? But this is, again, strategies to help you to try to cope in these environments. But at the end of the day, friend, you do have a choice to leave, right? <laughs> so this is not saying to ignore you know, when when you are, you know, in an environment where you are not being treated the way that you should. But it is saying that 
you know, if you leave, you may very well face the same thing. So that's why I said when I was working full time, I would always want to be in environments to where I can get something out of it. Learn a skill, learn how to deal with these people. And it does not mean that you can change them, but even being able to train yourself on how you should respond. Right. And so, again, learning the skill of having to work under somebody that isn't the easiest, because if you are wanting to advance in your career, right, if you are if you have a desire to even lead a team, you got to know how to deal with people like this. Right. And I always say, you know, you reap what you sow in. Again, these bosses were thrown into these these positions and they were not trained the way that they should have been. So if that ever happens to you, you would want somebody to extend you grace as well. Because when I was working full time, I had to lead a team. It ain't the easiest thing. It's not the easiest thing to do. Because you do have to take into account so many different opinions and attitudes, right? And you do hold a lot of the responsibility of the people that's that's on your team. And so, again, this is not a pass, but it is my job to give you guys different perspectives than the ones that you just see. But I do understand that having a bad boss can have a negative impact on just the morale of the team, on just the whole productivity of the team, just the flat overall well-being of the team, right? So that's why it's important for you to be able, if you have a bad boss, I know you're not, let me not say bad boss, let me just say a, a difficult boss, right? Because I do believe that difficult and bad is not the same thing. But so if you just having to cope with a difficult boss, it is important for you to be able to set boundaries, Right. Again, learning how to build those skills, learning how to set boundaries in the midst of a difficult environment, because it's easy to set boundaries when everybody likes each other. Everything is going well, but it can be a little intimidating to advocate for yourself when the environment is a little tense. Right. But again, that's about you being able to build up that skill there. And also being able to seek feedback. Sometimes, you know, when you're working under a boss that isn't too, you know, exciting, sometimes just being able to have conversations with them, just having conversations. Hey, sometimes they, they just may need somebody to just check on them. Cause when you're in a, a leadership position, y'all, people are always expecting you to output everything, right? Like, but, but very rarely do people check on you. I know how that feels, right? And so, you know, but it's about being able to have conversations and being able to build some kind of relationship. Not saying that they got to be your best friend, right? But you got to be able to build some kind of relationship. And if you try to do these things and nothing has come from it or it, or if it even has gotten worse, it may be time for you to just make a move. And I'm going to keep leaning in on this, you know, being able to develop key skills, because it's probably going to be the majority of what the episode is going to be about. <laughs> and I say that again, because you cannot change your boss. You cannot, right? You are able to bring up concerns to them, but you cannot change how they respond to that. But what you can do is change you. Because I think that's when you're able to feel the power or even the empowerment that you desire to feel is when you realize that, wait a minute, it may look like I can't change anything, but I can change me. Because the worst thing that can happen is when you are in an environment dealing with a boss that is very difficult is to react the same way that they do or you react in a very defensive way. And I think what's really helped me through probably every area of my life, whether it be, you know, when I was working full time, me having to own a business, having a team that I deal with now, also having, you know, I'm very involved in my church and things of that sort. 
it's really important for you guys to realize that, hey, I cannot change what's going on, but what I can change is how I respond. And sometimes your response can make things worse. And sometimes if you respond in the, in the wrong way, and, and you can very well come with the right message, but how you actually deliver it can make things worse. Because a lot of y'all have like very great points. A lot of you guys are right in the sense of what you think is wrong, but how you begin to express that, it makes it worse. I tell people, especially when you're on these jobs, you cannot get emotional. Like have, have your moment outside of work, do whatever you have to do, right? But also you have to know that, you know, when you are, when you work for somebody else, right? You cannot think that you can come in and change the whole structure of things. It doesn't work that way. You can come in and add your expertise. You can come in and add the value that you bring. But as far as you're trying to change things up from the top, friend, it don't work that way. And so I want you to be able to take and understand that what happens at work to not take these things personally. Because that's what tends to happen. When people work under difficult leadership, they become very insecure because they feel like I've tried to do all these things. I've tried to make it work. I've tried to change X, Y, and Z, and it hasn't. And so you start to feel like there's something wrong with you. It may not be nothing wrong with you, right? The fault may be on the other side, but you can't keep internalizing these things as if if there's something wrong with you. And so that's why it's important. You guys can't take this stuff personal because it can have a personal effect on you. And and that's why it's good if you are in an environment where there there is some hope there, right? Because like I said, I said all the time, I'm not for people just hopping from job to job because because everywhere you go, you know, people make you mad. I just, (laughs) I feel like friends, I was some growth here. But, you know, but that's why it's good for you to kind of find some kind of strong support system. Having a friend that you're able to share things with, not holding these things. And I know I got a relationship with the Lord, so I I will hurry up and grab my little journal and start talking to the Lord, right? Because I got to get this stuff out. So just even being able to have some kind of strong support system of people where you can kind of use them as some kind of sounding board or just being able to really take care of yourself if you do find yourself in these kind of environments. And then sometimes even having to be under difficult leadership takes you building up your leadership skills, not just on how to lead people, but how to manage your boss. Um, I'm pretty sure that's a term that you guys have, have heard. Managing up, right? Being able to hold them accountable to what it is that they do and being able to just communicate. Um, I work with clients all the time and they keep saying, yeah, this happened, this happened. I say, okay, well, have you had that conversation yet? Oh, no, I don't want it. No, 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 You know, <laughs> you can't run from hard conversations. The growth that you need is in those hard conversations. The thing that you want is on the other side of the hard conversation that you don't want to have. So we can't run from them, right? What we do have to do is learn how to control our emotions and have them, right? What we do have to do is get clear on what the problem is, not just how you feel, because you cannot have an effective conversation with somebody when all you want to talk about is how you feel and you can't really identify what's wrong. That was a word. I'm going to say that again. You cannot have an effective conversation with somebody when you cannot uh, identify with what's wrong. You can only express how you feel, right? And and that that is what makes conversations more 
collaborative is when you not only come with the the actual complaint that you have or the concern, but you also have spent time thinking about what is the possible solution to fix it. Right. So when you're in an environment, all you want to do is complain and complain and complain, but you don't want to come with any solutions. Right. Because you haven't really spent the time thinking about solutions because all you can think about is how mad you are. (laughs) Right. You won't you won't be able to see the results that you desire to see. This is why I think I say every episode that self-awareness is the key to career growth. Self-awareness is the key for you being able to make the money that you want to make, for you to be able to make the impact that you want to make. It is going to take you being self-aware, you being honest with yourself and say, you know what? These things really bother me. Why do they bother me so much in really dealing with those things? Because... You know, when it comes to your career, again, I'm going to keep saying it, you're working with different personalities, friend. You're going to have to get to the point to where everything can't bother you the way that it does, because then it starts to take an effect on your actual mental health, on your on your actual physical health. You will be affected by these things. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, my high performers, you guys that you do go, you exceed expectations. You do tend to like take on more on more work than you should, right? And so you tend to be affected the most. So having that self-awareness, having the emotional intelligence can really help you to even navigate the the politics that happens in corporate. Because they happen. You do have power struggles. You do have conflicts, right? You do have hidden agendas at work every day. And so even being able to understand the whole politics that take place, it really is going to take for you to be able to understand how that power dynamic even works. Understanding who holds the power in the workplace. Because you can find yourself being frustrated with people who don't hold no power. What? Why are you wasting your time? (laughs) You, you you up there arguing with people that hold, don't hold the power, right? So being able to understand who holds the power in the workplace, how that power is actually exercised, how it's actually distributed, right? Being able to understand these things and that can help you to be able to identify the key decision makers and the influencers, right? And then you start to work to build relationships and start to build alliances with those people that can help you achieve your goal. Because at the end of the day, you are there to not only serve them, right? Meaning like serve them with your expertise and your skill set, but you're also there so you can be served as well. But if you're just so focused on the problems and you're focused on the wrong people, you will miss out on that. You know, I had a client and she was going through with this one lady on her job because um, with the client I was working with, her job was to come up with like new strategies for her team and things of that sort. And so when she would have to hold the, the meetings where her team said it was always this person that would give her the hardest time. They would always have something to say. And so I started asking, OK, who is this person? Like, what is their role? If this person has any, you know, say on what is a yay or a nay? She was like, no. I was like, girl. What, what is happening? I'm like, why are you spending your time on somebody that holds no power in you getting these strategies approved? I said, see, and a lot of, let me tell you, if you, if you are sensitive, just go ahead and just leave right now. Leave. Okay. So for those of you who decide to stay on, a lot of your problems come from you trying to control everything. Right, you gotta control that everybody fill in a room. You gotta control it if everybody's happy. No, you don't. No, you don't. 
<laughs> you do not have to control how everybody feels. It's kind of like, hey, hey, I understand that we are a team and I'm definitely here to, to hear everybody's thoughts and and feedback. Great. But why is it that you feel like you got to make everybody happy in the room? Everybody is not always going to be happy. If you were the one hired to bring forth these strategies, do your job, right? And this is not saying to ignore people, right? But you cannot always feel like you got to always pacify everybody in the room, especially if that's not your job to, right? And so, you know, I tell my client, I say, you're so focused on trying to please this person and make sure that they're happy that you're not focusing on the expertise that, that you were hired for, Right. So don't let these little petty stuff take you off of the expertise and affect how you are showing up at work. Right. Again, you can't you cannot change how somebody else's feel. Of course, be always open to hearing feedback. But when you know that feedback is coming from a place of pettiness, friend, we don't have time for that. Right. (laughs) So I want you guys to start learning how to navigate these environments because you can do it but again you know what you can handle and what you can't but don't let what you can't handle be based upon what you don't want to grow in I'll say that again don't let what you can't handle be based upon what you don't grow in because sometimes the thing that you don't want to deal with are the things that you need to deal with to get the growth that you need to get to move on to the next level if you ever want a friend or a coach that's going to have these tough conversations, you can always come over here. (laughs) Because I don't believe in letting people self-sabotage themselves. And that is what you do when you run from every hard thing. So let me do a quick recap on how to thrive under difficult leadership. For one, you need to understand the root causes of your boss's behavior. You want to also start to build a strong support system. Then you want to learn how to develop the key skills that you need to. And then you need to know how to navigate the office politics side of it. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure that you guys do check below in the show notes. I have the income and impact navigator below so you can start to track the the impact that you make in your role so you can start to increase your income. It comes with race scripts, guys. It comes with a feedback tracker. It comes with a whole development plan for you. So make sure that you do check below in the show notes for that. Or you can find it at Purposed with a D, purposedcareers.com. Also, I am in the middle of of me planning my next live workshop. If you guys want to go ahead and hop on the wait list for that, you can. You can go to IamAliciaPerkins.com slash workshop. That is IamAliciaPerkins.com slash workshop. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode, and I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Career Revamp. You can listen to this on demand wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find Alicia Perkins on all social media platforms or at IamAliciaPerkins.com.